everybody. It's Axopod. It's uh, Gina. We've got uh, Sez over here. Hello. It's Seth. We got, we got Anne on base. Hi, everybody. Oh, that's, again, it's so beautiful and ladylike. Um, <laughs> it won't last long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Until um, we get, get into it. Uh, <laughs> well, so here at Axopod, what we try to do is take something that has been popular in the news, and then we try to put it into a larger historical context. Um... Now, when we conceived of this idea, again, um, we were not in the worst possible time timeline. So we didn't realize that nearly anything, any disaster you could conceive of would actually <laughs> apply to what we're living through now. So um, there's not anything that you could mention, any sort of disaster, that you can't make a direct correlation to what we're living through. It's... Uh, except maybe the plagues of Egypt, but um, <laughs> I mean, not not yet, not yet, not yet. Don't um, bring it upon us, though. Yeah, guys, please. Um. So anyway, but this week, so you know, there's um. Recently, there's just been a lot of talk about the Supreme Court, and you know, there's several huge issues that could be decided by the court. One of those being healthcare, and it's a, a, a big issue in the midterms that are coming up. And so, I thought, uh, or we thought, that it would be uh, instructional to see. Um, how socialized medicine was instituted in another country to see how possible it is for us, if it's something that we're willing to fight for, and, um, you know, to see if those that same value system could work out here for our, our, our brothers and sisters here. So um, does that sound good? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, it should be pretty, pretty easy. Pretty easy to just, you know, instate something like that, right? Well, I mean, there's got to, there's challenges, you know, I'm sure there's challenges to, to any huge government project, but. Well, I mean, just, I wonder what kind of, what kind of, like, antecedent, what kind of giant, <laughs> uh, like, social up and political upheaval would have to happen to create such a well and it's like such a sea change well and plus it's like is it possible in a country this size to make sure that everybody has access to affordable health care i mean sure they've been doing it for 70 years other places but (laughs) Can it be done here? Would it be helpful to see how they did it <laughs> to see if it's possible? And again, I in knowing that every other industrialized nation has figured it out. So it seems I don't know, Gina. I feel like we'd probably have to reinvent <laughs> that wheel. All right, all right. Is it going to be round? But if that's if that's how how the metrics work out. But I don't know. I feel like there's going to have to be a lot of analysis. We're going to have to have some rhomboid wheels for the uh, <laughs> consumer yeah, capitalists. Don't you don't know what a rhomboid is? <laughs> rhombus? No. A rhombus? Oh, yes. The, yeah, I, I guess uh, rhomboid is geo- like the... Uh, geometry figure? It's a description, like... Yeah, rhomboid is a descriptive it's term. Descriptive term. Of a wheel, but it's not a wheel, it's an angular figure. Right, we're kind of joking that uh, oh, the best oh. des- the best designs <laughs> for a have wheel is a already circle. been Oh god, discovered. wow. That's I could I you know what? I could have said oblong. I maybe should You guys are smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so far we are cooking with gas. Talking about yes. how it should be so easy instituting socialized medicine and can't figure out how wheels work. So, <laughs> but anyway, 
I thought um, if if you guys don't mind, and I can always hear you cracking your beer open. By the way, <laughs> she's trying like, to a, hold it off to the side. It's kind like, of a feature. Fire crack a beer. I mean, no, you're Pepsi Cola. <laughs> yeah, um, I've transferred. I mean, take um, take a load off, Fanny. Jeez. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're all getting comfortable here. Yeah, you're not a teenage yeah. boy at a party. You know what? I'm not going to. Oh. I'm not going to. Oh, no. <laughs> but I thought where we could start was I have some um, little factoids about how our present healthcare system is working out. And I just right. wanted to see what your reactions to those right. facts would be. How do you feel about that? Yeah, yeah. I already know that... It's gonna be great. Yeah, you're gonna. Well, you're number one civic pride. Listen, I'm young. <laughs> I am healthy. Yeah, and I am in a low risk pool. So, what do I need health insurance for? It don't bother you none. No. <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. All right. So. Until everything comes. Down. <laughs> oh no. Uh oh. Here we go. Here. Sorry, I'm not. I'm neither young nor healthy. And you also just (laughs) triggered a lib because Anne went ballistic. (laughs) All right. Uh. So here's here's a little here's my first um, bullet point. Healthcare in the U.S. costs about twice as much as it does in any other developed country. If the three trillion U.S. healthcare sector were ranked as a country. It would be the world's fifth largest economy. Oh. Well, so, at least, Gina, at yeah. least we are getting the best, the very best quality right. health care for those health care spending dollars. Right. And that's, the, and that, you know, is a great we're, argument that I We come are getting, across. yeah, we're getting the best of the best, right, Gina? Yeah. Right? Oh, Cezanne. Cezanne, you're not going to like this at all. Wait, what? Even with all this money being spent on health care, the U.S. is ranked, prepare yourselves, 37th oh. in health care systems. Yowzer. And the Commonwealth yeah. Fund placed the U.S. last among the top 11 industrial countries. Oh, that is a kick in the truck nuts. Now. So, okay. Oh, Sorry. But yeah, that's quite thirty seventh. Yeah, that's that is not what I would have expected because I am used to the idea that if I pay more for something, uh, I'm getting something better. Well, well, yeah. Go ahead, Ann. What were you? Well, no, 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 no. I'll I'll wait to jump in on this. Okay, Go well, ahead. you Go didn't, ahead. so that's why I was... I know, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm just, I swear, I'm just kidding. God, I sound right. so abusive. Um, anyway, so... Um, now, there are uh, six reasons. I've combined a few because they kind of shadow each other, but that can um, sort of explain why it is so expensive as compared to other countries. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number one is administrative costs. Uh, For example, um, there are 1,300 billing clerks at Duke University Hospital, which only has 900 beds. Wait, what? Yeah, so... Is it like technic? Is it like deemed also like a research center or something? No, I mean, no, no. It's just is- it's just like any other hospital. They have thirteen hundred people who work in billing because they're oh, needed. Billing. Oh, because of negotiating with insurance companies. It's and right all that. because they yeah. they need to determine how to bill to meet the varying requirements of multiple insurers. Right. Now, and I was because I work adjacent to this industry. But you have to do training specifically to learn how to input codes to right. all of these different insurance agencies. And then you have to pay these people for their specialized skill set. Now, if you had 
socialized medicine, n- none of that would be necessary. You, I mean, you would still need administrators, of course. I mean, that's the thing. It's not as if these jobs would disappear. They would just be employed differently in a different capacity. Right. So, okay. anyway. Why are you trying to make us lose jobs, Gina? <sighs> <laughs> I mean, it's, man... Like, I think you want to take jobs away from Americans. Well, what I want to do is make automated billers, is what I want to do. Uh, like, little automated robots to take jobs away from single mothers. Um, and the second one is drug costs. Um, so very recently, maybe you remember this, is... Uh, Congress, when they created Medicare Part D, specifically denied Medicare the right to use its power to negotiate drug prices. Well, that was not very nice of them. See, you're tapping into something, and I'll get into this after we go through these bullet points, but what I Googled, which led me on quite the journey. Yeah. Uh, Would you say it was a quixotic journey (laughs) through the goog? How are drugs, how are drugs priced? Yeah. 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 I'm sure it's a very logical, very sort of like (laughs) merit or value based uh, thing. Well, it's funny. I don't know if you know this, but if you ask Siri, she'll just give you the middle finger emoji. <laughs> if you're if you're in the United States, so right, yeah. right. I don't know. I just wanted our our listeners abroad to know that she she just gives you the finger when you ask her that. If you have her set on the British accent, does she do the two finger? She does, and she calls you a cunt. <laughs> um. And I'm like, ooh, biting. So, uh, but anyway, uh, so the VA and Medicaid, they can negotiate drug prices. And um, and in that way, they can give low-income beneficiaries better prices. Medicare Part D, of course, does not negotiate. Now, can you honestly, I can you think of a reason why you would not with such a huge patient base why you would not negotiate the prices of drugs oh uh can i i can i ring in yes please <laughs> is it because uh you are you are being somehow like compensated for for not doing the right thing by your constituents. I'm thinking of legislators here. Oh, wait, you're going straight for their crooked. I'm taking it to the top. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, you're that is the correct answer. The correct <gasps> answer is it makes no sense. <laughs> Certainly not for the patient. Um, but it would only ben- benefit the drug manufacturer and yeah. um, and the people they pay. Right. Yeah. Anyway, because there is absolutely no rational explanation for why you would not do what, again, every other industrialized (laughs) country has done. Yep. (laughs) Uh, The other uh, high cost is there's defensive medicine because doctors will order... Um, a lot of tests that aren't necessary because they're afraid that they'll be liable if something should pop up that they didn't catch, even if the probability is very low. Mm. So just the how just litigious Americans are, so that just propped it up. Oh, yeah. You just brought up, there was a good quote. I, uh... Okay, I can't, I didn't know about this. I ended up stumbling upon the uh, Warfarin Medical... What is it? Do you know about this? The Warfarin? That's a huge drug. No, 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 no. It's actually a... The Orphan Drug Act. Oh, no. And it was an act... Okay, yeah, I didn't know about this. And this is part of, like, going to the top. So it was in... Now I don't know exactly... 
Let me find. I know I can find the date. Because I copied and pasted the... <laughs> I mean, I can well, I can always cut around this so it's not... Yeah, I know. Well, it, it said... It was, I think it was the 70s, I think. <laughs> so, here's the Orphan Drug Act. So, it was actually... And the way I came across this, it was because there's this argument that, like, oh, well, if the U.S. goes socialized, there's not an incentive for creative, innovative research. Ah. And um, so, okay, this was a, a myth. Without special incentives, drug manufacturers would be unable to afford to develop drugs for rare diseases and conditions. What happened was the, the Congress passed the Orphan Drug Act in, yeah, I think, oh, it was under Reagan, early 80s, okay. And it was to give incentives for companies to actually research drugs for people suffering from rare diseases, mm. like, un, that affected under, like, 2,000, oh, yeah. 200,000 of the population. However, here's what's happened. Yeah. Now... All these drug companies go for this act because even if, like, okay, there's a drug called uh, bleh, Humera. Yeah. You, yeah, Humera. Humera. So it's like a wide, widely prescribed drug for what? Rheumatoid arthritis, yep. right? Yeah. It's a biologic. Now, right. The company found it could treat juvenile arthritis and some rare ocular thing. So then they get orphan orphan drug act status. So they gobble up all that. Yeah, so then they get they get like seven years where you can't go generic and they get to price whatever they want and this or that and I was reading about it um a lot like the orphan, like that's like a big deal in pharmaceuticals. They all they like, they're like, yeah, let's get my drug under the Orphan Drug Act. You know? Yeah, because- no, that makes sense because like that happens with, um, you know, we've touched on this before, but there are drugs that will affect. For example, uh, my disease. Uh, is primarily appears in women and primarily women of color and they are not super stoked about treating it I'm not saying that it's because those two things might be related but I'm saying that (laughs) but there are there are diseases that are more rare that you know it's just obviously if they've made this many erectile dysfunction pills (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. or like, yeah. like heart disease pills that they're not yeah. going like somebody with a rare genetic disorder that could whose life could absolutely be saved. They're not going to yeah. put any money towards it. But yeah, I mean, it's but if the boner pill could also cure some exactly. other rare disease, if, then if, they if could they go and gobble up all cure, that funding, like have a therapeutic thing for like. Uh, children with schizophrenia yeah you know and then you get the you get under the umbrella of that you know and you get government incentives you know what it's so crazy i wish that we had a way to if if businesses were not acting in good faith mm. i wish we had some sort of power or some sort of way that we could um I just can't think of the word. What is it if... So the companies don't run rampant. Oh, are you... <laughs> Checks and balances? Gina, are you talking <laughs> no, about... Or, it starts with, I feel like it starts with an R. Right. Uh, regulations? It's, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is that... That's standards? it. That is it. Yeah. But I thought... I thought only... I thought deregulation is what you needed to do in order to make businesses grow... If you yeah, right. I mean yeah, yes, free market, free market. So wait, do you do you think maybe if you could regulate, I don't know, drug manufacturers, maybe they would, mm. maybe they would act better. I don't know. Mm. Maybe we shouldn't depend on their wealth of spirit. 
I, well, we don't <laughs> yeah. want to quash their creative spirit. We have to pay them billions and billions and billions of dollars. Well, yeah, it's like, um, well, just start a GoFundMe page, guys. Yeah, why not? You know, that's the new American healthcare. Crowdsource Ooh. that. <laughs> Crowdsource your cancer treatment. Yeah. Oh, God. Seriously. I mean, there is nothing more American than having to ask your friends and neighbors <laughs> to let your child live to see another day. <laughs> that's not the government's so, job. <laughs> Speaking of children. It's a robust. No, this isn't. It's a this robust, about, uh, you know, people-helping-people people system. What do you call that? Um, and Randia? Okay, you know what? <laughs> oh, my God. I just, can I, I wanted, going back to the orf. you know, we were talking, I yeah. was talking about the Orphan Act. This is a quote. I just wanted, I really just wanted to, to state state this quote okay um by a guy who was he's a former fda official who now runs a consulting firm that ad advises drug companies on orphan drugs right mm. and he here's the quote orphans are wicked hot oh god oh. that's all i got <laughs> That just makes me want to barf. No, like, honestly, I had barf coming out of my ears. That's how hard it. Orphans are wicked high. <laughs> what? And then a here's a, here's tool. what another former FDA orphan drug director said about about it. It's the American way. I don't mean that in a nasty way, but we take advantage of what's in front of us. <laughs> The American so, way, you know. America so and asshole both start so, with the same letter. So taking advantage of hot orphans is the American way. Whoa, whoa hot take. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna put that on your tombstone. <laughs> All right. Okay. So oh, we'll go back to my Ooh. bullet points real quick. Yes. Sorry. Okay. No. 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 Let's I mean, hey guys, this is like. We're sharing information. It's an exchange of ideas. It's a democracy. Um, even though I you're not as you're not a czar. I know. I have thrown fits in the past. Zarina, Gina, um, Zarina Gina. I've, I've I've thrown I've thrown fits about the bullet points in the past that I edited out. But they look. But they, we will talk about Ted Kennedy. <laughs> All right, they're they're still alive in the memory, but they're not in the podcast. But yeah. today is not the day for that. Okay. Yet. No, I'm just kidding. And <laughs> back to the bullet points. All right, back to the bullet points. Okay. So um, another reason why it's so expensive is because of uh, expensive treatment and wages. Now. Uh, what's uh, unique to the states is the use of specialists. Not that they don't have specialists in other places, but the GPs do a lot more and they treat a lot more. Now, really? in my experience, yeah, in my huh. because there is a, there's a recommendation system. So it's a what system? Like a referral system. Oh, okay. Uh, I meant to say referral. Sorry. But so, like, for example, my disease is a systemic disease. And so to treat one disease, I have six specialists that I have to see. Now, even though it's the same disease, the guy who takes care of my kidneys will not talk to me about my lung problems. <laughs> and this is true. That seems like it works out. It was going to work out pretty well. Right. Now, you would think, but they went to medical school, surely they would have some familiarity beyond just one organ. Oh, we but paid that, a lot of money to forget about all the other organ systems. Well, and that's the other thing. So here's where the money gets gobbled up, because if you are a specialist, you get to charge more yeah. for that service. And you have to see, initially, you have to go through the, the gate of the GP to get the referral so what would have taken one appointment now takes two yay, exactly yay. but um 
Yeah. So, uh, so that again, all of that, if, if people had a primary care doctor that, you know, could manage their care in a more systemic way, you could obviously eliminate that expense and that need. Also, it seems like the standard of care might go up to a certain extent just because the doctor, one hand would know what the other hand was doing, you know, in the sense that it's the same person with the same hands. Well, it's a little convoluted metaphor, but no, actually, you know what I'm um, saying? You make an amazing point there because I just had this experience last week where when I saw my GP, she was like, why are you on... 37 medications do they even know what the other doctors are prescribing and the thing is is that you provide them with that information but that's the thing they don't coordinate they don't well they should be but that's the thing they do but they don't all they do is like this is my area i'm going to make sure that the kid but that's the thing i have two different doctors that have me on the same medication so I mean, anyway, it doesn't matter. But, yeah. No, it does matter because it's annoying because it's like I've had to explain stuff like going going through uh, chemo, being pregnant, and, like, having to explain to, like, peop- like a GP or a different doctor that wasn't a cancer doctor. And they're like, wait, you can have chemo while you're pregnant? Mm. And I'm like... Yeah, it's because of blah da doo doo And I'm like... Or you're like, uh, wait, what? Yeah. Pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, yeah. they put me on chemo? Oh. oh, no, my baby's name is Cancer. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's confusing. Oh, I, I... No, no, I didn't mean to confuse you. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 going to be born in July. It is unconventional. Yeah. It was, well, it was a cancer doctor I found on Craigslist, and they said it was okay. So <laughs> that's right. He also tried to sell me a pit bull. Anyway, <laughs> so um, <laughs> that would be awesome, though, if you could <laughs> adopt a. If there were dogs at your medical appointment, that you could just kind of, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd be into admire. it. I'd been, I'd be into a puppy adoptathon while I waited for my, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous <Seriously>. specialist <laughs> your stress levels. Yeah, we actually only deal with people. You know, you know, never mind. Wait, no, no, no. Say it. Say it. No. Please say it. I was just going to say, we actually only deal with the third level of the skin. So <laughs> it's not even going to be your epidermis. Okay. So, I mean, I can tell you are suffering quite a bit from psoriasis, but that's another specialist. Okay. Uh, so, um, all right, we've got, like oh, and po- the other like a pointer, like a pointer finger specialist. <laughs> if you don't know the difference between a pointer and a ring finger, then wag the finger. I can give you a referral and I'm using my pointer finger to do this point to the guy that you can go to for your ring finger problems. Uh, another finger for you. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, Siri has it already up for me. Anyway. Ooh, callback. Callback. Um, oh, and so the last, um, the last bullet point is that there is no such thing as a legitimate price for anything in healthcare. Um, <laughs> That's a fun fact. Yeah, it says um, once again. Yeah, when you Google how are drugs priced, you still don't get a good answer. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, because it says providers who can demand the highest prices are the ones that create a brand that everyone wants. So it's kind of like, um, well, just like any brand, you know, like if Nikes are hot, then you can get, even though it's the sa- essentially the same shoe that any other producer made, just because it's a hotter brand, they can ask for a better price. It's just a, you, a drug popularity contest. It's like... Heathers of drugs or something. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, this, you know, like, God, I can't think of any drug manufacturers. 
Oh, I have a chart. Purdue? Yeah, Purdue, oh. exactly. So, like, Purdue, like, is, like, every doctor knows who that is, and so you feel more confident with their product, and therefore they can charge more for their product. Now, again, in other countries that have to negotiate drug prices for all of their citizens, mm-hmm. they can ask Purdue, like, they can say, look, I mean, you can either have the population of Denmark or not. Yeah. You yeah. know? We're and, not going to pay okay. you five times for the same pill. Right. And, and the U.S. Would be, would be in an even more advantageous situation if they had that many people. They're like, right. well, mm-hmm. if you had drug companies that were competing with each other on right. who could give the best deal, as yeah. opposed to, to making rules to where you can't even compete at all, yeah. which makes no sense. Well, it okay. makes sense for the people who are getting paid. That's right. This is just their argument. Survival rates for types of cancer in the U.S. are higher than for patients in the U.K. And they they say it's because the U.K. health system restricts access to many uh, drug therapies in an effort to drive down costs. Now... I don't know. I don't know. Where's the evidence? I don't know. Well, I'm just going to do my own callback to that little number (laughs) that we heard earlier, which was 37th in the world. So there's there's a disconnect there. Well, I'm glad that you brought up the UK, Anne, because that is the segue we needed. So what, you know... Not only did I want to be incredibly sarcastic and lay it on pretty thick about the, the argument against any sort of Medicare for all or socialized medicine in this country, how it's impossible or that it would, you know, it, it would mean that we would have just science labs closing, science labs closing. We just wouldn't get the same level of care. Like- you nobody know. nobody cares anymore about researching uh, medications. Well, and, and not healthcare. only that, but, like, nobody's motivated to treat you well, you sure. know. Like, there's no incentive. It's like, you know, if, if nobody is going to be making any money, then, you know. I mean, cause that's what happened with school teachers. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's go back to the old general, old-timey general store where you just pick an elixir off the shelf. Hey, right. Actually, <laughs> that doesn't sound like <laughs> such a bad idea. Yeah. I, yeah, I know, right? I could use... I, I, say, I say that as a joke, but not as a joke. I mean, I could <laughs> use a little tooth powder, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I could use a little of that original Coca-Cola recipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mama's sleepy. I have had a very long day, I, and I still have to cook supper. I I have a bit of an itchy throat that a, nothing but morphine could coat. Um, <laughs> the old general store. Old general store. I mean, you know, that's the other thing. Pharmaceuticals. That's what we're going to start, you guys. Yeah. We're going to start a pharmacy company called Old General Store pharmaceuticals no you know here's the thing you can either give a socialized medicine or just make every drug legal like you you know (laughs) street just make again free market free market why are they regulating it anyway why can't we just go get it yeah what's the prob who could i mean like since we've all got dr google now yeah, he's the one that makes you feel all right. <laughs> Is the next lyric, he's out of sight? No. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean... <laughs> okay. I don't know the last No, but well, I'm no, sure he's that's the one that, it, All it is is he's the one they call Dr. Feel Good. Feel he's good. the one that makes him feel all right. All right. He's, yeah, that's it. That It's just that. Let's say r- that over okay. and over yeah. again. There's yeah, no there's not like that. his name was Brian. He's from Redwood. <laughs> 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 you know? <laughs> he sleeps with a nightlight. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> 
<laughs> now that we got Dr. Feelgood out of the way, <laughs> where where I thought we could segue to was um, UK. UK and um, you know they have had uh, socialized medicine since the forties, and uh, they enjoy it. They're yeah. I think it's pretty popular. It's pretty popular. It's even even among like the very conservatives who are obvi- obviously always trying to make cuts because that's just like their bread and butter, but they're still proud of that system. Um, I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> Is that wait? Did you just say that? Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah, we're all like. Imagine this. <laughs> yeah. Imagine your kid could go to the doctor. <laughs> but I mean, seriously, like, imagine what? No, 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 no. What? No. I say, imagine you could pay your bills. And yeah, exactly. Bill, but yeah. for real, no. But I, I mean, it's just funny. That's like all of our reactions, like. Oh my god, what kind of fantasy land is that? Where even the conservatives are like... We're like, this is uh, important. But but this is we're, this is part of our uh, patriotic identity. What? So, um, back in 1942, um, there was a report to Parliament called the Social Insur- Insurance and Allied Services... Um, and it was published in 1942, and it proposed that people of working age should pay a weekly national insurance contribution, and in return, the benefits would be paid to people who were sick, unemployed, retired, or widowed. Now, um, there was a, a, a fairly liberal, uh, it was economist, right, Cezanne? Was he an economist? Yes. Beverage? Yes. Oh. Sir William Beveridge. Sir William Beveridge. <laughs> Beveridge. Oh, I'm a he bit a, posh. He was a prominent government economist. He was a he was prominent. That's right. He was no. He was no. I don't know. Hoi polloi. Um. <laughs> but anyway, so at the time, now where they were was, you know, this was still, you know. At the beginning of the war, they had already lived like World War One, especially for England, was a, a, already a cataclysmic event. So the you know the war, World War Two, they anticipated, um, you know what it was going to be when a lot of their young men had died. They were going to have a lot of war widows. They were going to have a lot of wounded people, and so that's why. They were like, what is it going to take for us to survive this, you know, cataclysmic event? Like, how are we going to... Well, they had already, they had already had, you know, in... There were already stirrings for the establishment of state medical service. Right, that's what I... In the 30s. Yeah, okay. I guess I I only mean to say that I think that, you know, a lot of people underestimate, you know... The, what World War One meant to the UK, like c- because here we were, we helped out, yeah. you know. But there, yeah. I mean, this was trench warfare. It was, it was unlike any other war. You know, yeah. people were coming back; they had been gassed. I mean, it was like it. It was very traumatic. Yeah. And so, you know, they they were still it was only a, a generation away. And so it it was it wasn't far from everybody's minds and they were they realized that this was you know, this could very well mean the fall of western civilization, you know. Yeah. I mean, if if you just think about people that god lived in Poland or I mean, how would you not think it was the end of the world? You know, yeah, like buildings that had stood for thousands of years disappeared. You know, I mean, there were absolutely no rules. I mean, it was just, I can't imagine. But so, so what they tried to, anyway, so, um, they knew 
that even though the end of the war wasn't in sight yet, that they had to mm-hmm. pre- they had to start preparing for the recovery. You know, so they were right. They were putting that in motion. Well, and they had during the war they had like an emergency hospital service. So they had they had already like they, because of the war they had to create this uh, centralized state run service. Right. That employed doctors and nurses. So they they already had that established because of the war. And then they were making plans on okay, so where do we go from here? War ends. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing because, you know, previously people with their health care, sometimes you could do it through um, your place of employment, but that only covered men, usually. You know, they mm. would like take a portion. Fair. Right, uh, as always. Well, I mean, <laughs> luckily that stopped. You remember when? Um, you remember yeah. when um, sexism died? I can't remember the exact date. He was in the eighties. Um, yeah, uh, I think it was uh, when nine to five was. Was, was it Murphy <laughs> Brown? Yeah, I think it was Murphy Brown. Or the, I don't know. Somewhere around that. Girl. But every year, that's when we have the day that sexism ended party. (laughs) Yeah, it's Murphy Brown's anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody, like, puts on their, like, layered, thick layered blonde wigs. (laughs) Or you can dress in a painter's outfit like Elton. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know? And everybody, yeah. Yeah. yeah, You have a child out of wedlock, (laughs) and then somebody comes out dressed like Dan Quayle and wags his (laughs) finger. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> I really like the celebration. I wish it was real. I know, I know. So, so far, so good. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, there's cricket drag queens. Anyway, so <laughs> can't believe I remembered cricket. Anyway, wow. so, uh, <laughs> oh, great. I derailed myself. That's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were, so like a a lot of time, like religious institutions or charitable institutions would offer health care. But again, because of the wartime, because it was during wartime, like nobody had the the money to do those sort of things anymore. So you couldn't, like charitable donations were out. Yeah. So again, so there was this need that they had to fill. And what um, William Beveridge was arguing was that um well can we say also also the 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 hospitals like the volunteer hospitals had become dependent on the on the government during the war so if like when the war ended if the government pulled their support for those hospitals then they would all just close and there wouldn't be right that's hospitals anymore at all yeah that's very good point and oh but the other thing was that the reason that 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 beverage gave um for making this sort of investment is because it was going to it was going to be what's for what was required to ensure a new workforce so you know i mean you you know you were gonna have there were gonna uh, be veterans that needed rehabilitation and there were going to be people with you know injuries and illnesses and it they just didn't have the luxury of not treating people and keeping people at full health because the workforce was going to be so diminished by the losses from war. So it, that was his way of sort of appealing economically um, and that they should try to keep the unemployment rate um, above 3%. So um, that they should, you know, also just, yeah, but pragmatic. But um, what his argument was, was that um, that we should provide a minimum of living below which no one should be allowed to fall. Sounds mm-hmm. like a safety net. I like that. And I think that... This is on. <laughs> Sounds like a safety net. I don't like that. I don't go to a circus to watch people... <laughs> perform without safety nets <laughs> sounds like a safety net like a s- amateur circus yeah it's anti-american oh, not willing to- straps in there too 
What do you think? Yeah. You think Evil Knievel had his safety net? <laughs> evil Knievel is a metaphor for the healthcare system. Yeah, no, he really is. Totally. He really you is. You put on a jumpsuit and you just zippity doo <laughs> on your motorcycle <laughs> across cars and hope you don't break your neck. That's right. That's right. And and if you do, just hope your fans bail you out. <laughs> yeah, go fund me. Your <laughs> crowd Um so but and I I think that's what what I think is applicable about that now where we are is do American citizens not deserve that as well? Can, can we at least promise American citizens that there is there is a, a a minimal standard of living to which they cannot fall below? You know. Oh, and here's the other thing. So, um, William Bever- so William Beveridge's report. Um, he talked about the five giant evils that something like socialized medicine and, and, and these programs that I guess the most similar, I guess, I guess the, the closest comparison would be to some of the, the new deal okay. programs yeah, where the great evils, right? Right. So there are five, five giant evils. Oh, they were great. Well, maybe they're both. I, I mean, I wrote it down, so it's probably wrong. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, I like giant, too. It's, that yes, that's a great description. They are very big. It's a great They're giant, giant and they're great. But yeah, no, no, if I wrote it down, that's probably wrong. Um, anyway, <clears throat> but it's want, disease, ignorance, squalor, and idleness. And and if you think about it, you know, we have programs for, you know, every child gets an education. You know, we we have public housing efforts so people don't have to live on the street. We try to have we we, we try to ensure that the the job opportunities are available and we create them when they don't exist. And um you know, and if people are in extreme states of want, we try to provide them with the resources that we need. Disease, is, for some reason, is one of those things that, that has, I get, is not a human right here. You yeah. know, and it. I think we can uh, change yeah. that, right? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I would argue we're not doing so well on the other ones either. So, anyway, there was, uh, you know, there was uh, the Labor Party sort of swept into Parliament. So these are the sort of more progressive politicians. And once they did, um, it was, you have that information, Cezanne, where... With okay, Andy. so yeah, yeah. Um, 1945, World War II was reaching a conclusion. The Labor Party <laughs> yeah, won. was the jitterbug, based, sorry. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you, Ann. <laughs> Thank you for... Okay, sorry. Okay, so the Labor Party won based on this report as basically like its manifesto in the... Um, Let's see. In 1946, the National Health Service Act was passed, paving the way for the NHS to be launched on the 5th of July, 1948. Right, but where where's Anyer and Bevan come in? Oh. <laughs> oh. That was before. Anyer and Bevan. Was he before I did, or after? Uh, he was the minister, minister of Health uh, 1945 to 1951, so during... Yeah, during. So it was around 1945, right, that Anne Uren Bevan was appointed as the Minister for Health, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, yes. He was Welsh. He was the son of a miner. And it became 
his vision to, you know, to get this on the ground. And of course, he was met with resistance, certainly from conservatives and um, from physicians at the time who believed that they were going to be the equivalent of a civil servant. That if they had oh ew gross ew yeah I know it's embarrassing oh you mean you mean yeah embarrassing so anyway and it it wasn't so anyway they the there was a pushback from the establishment because you know they they were concerned about losing status and a certain amount of freedom but anyway he ended up successfully. Um, opening the first hospital in Manchester. Park, Park Hospital in Manchester. Today known as Trafford General Hospital. The launch on um, July 5th, 1948. We were talking about Anurin Nybevan. Um, I think you just like to say his name. Well, I do think it's do you cool. Have a little crushy crush on Mr. I kind of do. Honestly, I kind of do because he's he's Welsh. He's like salt of the earth. He's a tough guy. You His know, Wikipedia picture. He's got some yeah. massive salt and pepper hair. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I was just yeah. It was like pure will that you know that he was able to get this massive undertaking, and um, you know, but it was because he had you know. Like, him, his father was a minor, everybody he was grown up with, and they, you know, yeah. it's such a dangerous job, and, you know, if people would break legs, then their whole family would starve, and so it was like something, it was a deeply held belief that he fought for, you know? I mean, yeah. God, can you, again, can you imagine? Yeah. Also, also yeah. you got hot pants for him. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a little, it's like a Beto O'Rourke type, like, you know. Now you're you're speaking my language. That's what I'm saying. It's, you know, it's somebody who's passionate for principles. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's what I, you know. I do like that. So, in 1948, he opened the first NHS hospital. It was Park Hospital in Manchester, Yes. It was today known. Uh-huh. Okay. It there was we go. today known it as is. Trafford General Hospital. Wow. There we so, go. To all of our listeners in Trafford General Hospital, shout out. <laughs> What's up, Manchester? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Actually, I would love to go to Manchester, but you know, yeah. y'all aren't listening, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do love. I mean. The Manchester scene, like what Stone Roses, The Smiths. Yeah. Um, I feel like I could really relate because I'm from the American South. The oh yeah, we just talked about that. We were talking about that. Yeah. So your your North is our South. So yeah. I we definitely have an affinity for you. We uh, like your music. <laughs> Mancunians. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the guy that's saying holding back the years, he's from Manchester. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good, I don't red. know that one. Yeah, that's right. Simply oh, Red. Simply Red? Yeah, that's yeah, right. If you want to know about adult contempt. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wait, your lady. They, are they the ones who sing, and I would cry to the heavens? Or. Wait. Um, <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. That song? No, but keep singing and maybe Hold we'll on. figure it out. Simply read songs. Uh, Are you thinking of... I hope you comprehend. Yeah, so yeah. I'm gonna I fall through the stone. from the stars. Riding to your To your... I don't know what I said before, I but... Yeah. I you love. I hope you comprehend. comprehend. <laughs> yeah, it's a good... It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a solid song. He is I very know. soulful. Yeah. He, he it is. <laughs> is he? <laughs> he 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 made it possible. If you don't know, know me, me by now, if you don't know me, <laughs> <laughs> you will never know. No, you no, won't. You won't. <laughs> <laughs> he like awesome. Ed Sheeran needs to go to his house, 
today with (laughs) four dozen roses. (laughs) Ginger soul. He made ginger soul possible. Ginger soul. Another one. Um, (laughs) All right. So anyway. Do you have the Simply Red box set? No, I don't. (laughs) All right. So to review, um, it took (laughs) six months for Anya and Bevan, I said it again, uh, to get it off the ground, get it implemented. Immediately, conservatives tried to derail it, and uh, which I'm sure you'll find shocking, and they continued to do that until the present, but that doesn't matter. Um, but all this to say, it's possible. If you have, yeah. if you have, uh, if you have the desire... If you believe that, you know, in your fellow citizens' right to a dignified life. Um, oh, here's this is another quote from from our pal Bevan. Um, if people were frightened of being sick, they could never be free. And mm-hmm. I think that well, that's yeah. Hard. And I mean, I think that. I I think that it is a it is a mark on us that we would allow our neighbors to feel to feel that just not only suffering but the terror yeah yeah of of not being able to pay not only for their own treatment but 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 for the treatment of those that they love the most, their children, yeah. their their parents, their spouse. So, you know, I think again, it's just it it the will of the people. We're in a moment now where we can really organize and make that happen. It, it not only that, but it's like there, it is not in their best interest to to provide you with the best coverage either. You know, yeah. so anyway, and there's there is this generation of people now that um you know that not quite the boomers but they're in the years their retirement age but they don't quite qualify for medicare yet and they're like that is such a costly bracket you know so they're they're really feeling the sting and the panic of this as well so i mean we can among progressives and people who consider themselves independent in that age group. I mean, between all of us, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's what's well, definitely possible. I'm just, <sighs> I don't know when, when you're living in like a weird sci-fi movie, it's, it's hard I, to yeah. imagine all of the layers of like, you know, spin and everything that you would have to get through to convince people that this was in their best interest and to vote for it and then even after that you know what i i we were talking the other day and i i realized something important is that i'm angry at people's despair yeah because i to me i know everyone's despair is a luxury yeah yeah you know because yeah. I can die here. So yeah. if you're like, this doesn't seem possible, I don't know how people... And I'm like, well, nobody is voting right now. So if we can right. encourage people to vote, why right. not try? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Absolutely. No, don't mistake... And, and I'm not don't, saying don't you my... in particular... No, 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 no. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, though. Like, this whole, like, well, but he's really not that great. And I'm like, okay, so you just aren't going to vote for anybody. Right. Okay, cool. But that's what I mean. It's like, if if you are just like, the system is crooked, and it's totally owned. Corrupt. Yeah, Yeah. I know that. But there are levers to change that. If you got people to vote, you could vote every single person in office out. That is possible. You could organize that if you fucking tried. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the absolutely. fact that you can and the fact that you're so exhausted from doing absolutely nothing <laughs> when people yeah. have stakes here. You know? Yeah. No, it's like it's a big t- like when you're deal. when your children are going to prison at four times the rate as other children, you know, yeah. like and when you like are gonna die because you can't pay for your drugs, you know, like that you, you know, it's like that. That's what's so infuriating to me. It's like, oh, it never works out. And the progressive is like, well, then do something about it. You know, oh, yeah. sure. It's so yeah. like, you're not voting. You shouldn't even be talking about anything. No, it, you should it, shut it your makes, fucking mouth. Yeah, it makes me crazy reading like b- that whole dialogue of like, well, you know, I'm like, or it's like it's the two party system. Okay, well, first you have to work within the two party system because that's the one we have. Well, that so yeah. If you take yourself out of it completely, then you're throwing your vote away and your voice away completely. Yeah, yeah. Learn yeah. how to choose between the smaller of the shit sandwiches. I mean, the, and I think, and that the, yeah, that's the other thing is that you know you can't complain and do nothing at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. I mean, I no. I mean, I'm not off again. I know. I'm no. I'm. I'm actually. This makes me really mad too. I'm just, when I'm, despair is anger at so many things. (laughs) No, I mean, if you consider why they don't want people to vote, it becomes very clear, like, that you should be voting. I mean, right? (laughs) why wouldn't somebody who has your best interest at heart not want to make every single, you know, person's vote? count well and and make make sure everyone does have their voice no it's true it's true you know i mean like get up stand up yes for (laughs) real you're right god get up stand up that's awesome but i mean well i know you didn't invent it i just am imagining no i was just imagining him yeah it's a good song Oh, because I was... Preacher man, don't tell me! Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) If you are a big, big tree... (laughs) And now we see the lights. What you gonna do? Stand up for your rights. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, God, that was... I'm I'm glad we got to to scream for two hours, and um, I think we got somewhere. Yeah, definitely needed a rant episode. It was I I did need a rant episode. Yeah. Well, I don't see why every episode can't be a rant episode. I mean, it kind of is. I mean, and that's not pretending it's not. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a fun, like you know, uh, what do you want to just. like a powerpoint like hello everyone (laughs) well and we're just giving the people what they want which is middle-aged women bitching (laughs) such a market for it there is a huge market for it and we're just trying to get in guess what there's a 50 percent market for it at least yeah we're just we're just filling in that big old gap if you know what i mean wink wink (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a big old floppy gap. Okay. Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay, no. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get it. No. <laughs> God. We've. Uh, well, this has been quite a trek through <laughs> socialized medicine. I'm glad you've gone with us. I'm glad we could be your Sherpas through going on this journey with us. Right. I mean, in. Honestly, it was a journey of self-discovery as well. I oh, would say. Sure. Yes. We, we made yeah. peace with a couple of things and ourselves and Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as always, we can't thank you enough for tuning in. Um all 30 of you and um <laughs> God bless you for doing it. Yep. Whatever you do, do not contact us. Absolutely. <laughs> In any way with any sort of feedback, feedback. or ideas. No. I mean, mm-hmm. are we at Axifpod on Instagram? Sure. Are yeah. we at Axifpod on Facebook? Yes, we are. Are we also at Axifpod Twitter? Technically, yes. 
But it's it's not because we want to hear from you. No, we we love not getting any feedback, positive and or negative. I mean, I could start tweeting some stuff, but I I just don't. I'm a little intimidated. Like, you're scared. What, scared what am I gonna? You're scared? What, yeah, I am. Mm. Dare I? Dare. <laughs> well, no, don't, because that's not what we're interested in anyway. Well, you know, timid women rarely change history or what. I don't remember the this, quote. You need a yeah. fish needs well a bicycle. Behaved. or Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well-behaved fish. That's right. Bicycles. Well, well-behaved well fish don't need bicycles. No, they're, they're going to want an electric scooter. So. <laughs> Well-behaved fish rarely need bicycles. <laughs> Behind every fish is a bicycle with a woman on it. <laughs> All right. So, that was okay. awesome. Well, anyway. If we ever get t-shirts made, yeah. that's, that's one. That's day. Okay. That's All right. All right. Goodbye okay. now. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Love ya. Okay. Just gotta press the... Stop recording. <laughs>